Welcome to another episode of Nutmeg Book Drops Elementary Edition. Nutmeg Book Drops is a new podcast brought to you by Librarians Connect. Librarians Connect is a group of public and school librarians from throughout the state of Connecticut. On each episode, we'll be discussing three of the 2022 Elementary Nutmeg nominees that you can check out from your local library. On today's episode, we'll be discussing The Proudest Blue by S.K. Ali, Meet Yasmin by Sadia Faruqi, along with an author interview, and We Are Water Protectors by Carol Lindstrom. Hi, I'm Ann Poirier, school librarian at Moses Y. Beach Elementary School in Wallingford, Connecticut. Today, I'm going to be introducing The Proudest Blue, a story of hijab and family. The author is Ibtihaj Muhammad with S.K. Ali. The illustrator is Hatem Ali, and the publisher is Little Brown and Company. Do you have an older sibling, cousin, or friend that you look up to? In this story, Faiza is thrilled for her big sister, Asiya, who is ready to wear her first day hijab as they are starting a new school year. The hijab is a headscarf worn by many Muslim girls and women. The beautiful blue cloth Asiya has chosen reminds Faiza of the sky and the ocean, and she couldn't be more proud. Will everyone at school feel the same way? Read to find out. A favorite passage I have in this book is when Faiza and Asiya are headed to school on the first day. Faiza is so proud, she feels like her sister is royalty in her new hijab and Faiza in her new light-up sneakers. I'm walking with a princess, so I pretend I'm one too. But even princesses have to stop to cross the street. Asiya takes my hand in hers, says, Come on, Faiza, we speed walk it. Fourteen steps, fourteen light-ups to get across. Asiya takes me to my line first, hugs me goodbye. I turn to watch her leave, give a little curtsy to the princess, going to the sixth grade area. She's easy to see. Her hijab smiles at me the whole way. My first day hijab is going to be blue, too. I love how much Faiza looks up to her big sister. If you enjoy this story, you might also like to read Eyes That Kiss in the Corners by Joanna Ho, Under My Hijab by Haina Khan, and Sulwe by Lupita Nyong'o. The Proudest Blue is such a beautiful book. I hope that you all enjoy it as well. I'm Christina Carpino from the Essex Library, and next up, Anne and I interviewed Sadia Faruqi, author of Meet Yasmin. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to have you on our show. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited that um, one of my books is on the Nutmeg Award. They, I never 
I don't think authors ever usually find out. So sometimes we'll, you know, someone put, tags us on a media, social media post. That's, that's one way of knowing, but um, thank you for letting me know. Yeah. And when we get recognition for our books, it really helps spread the word about it, especially books by um, marginalized authors. They kind of, you know, they need that push. We need that push sometimes because it's not the default that everyone's recommending or um, telling each other about. So I appreciate that from the, the award committee, whoever is on it. <laughs> Your background wasn't originally in children's books. So what inspired you to kind of start writing writing the Yasmin series? So I started writing uh, when I, I, I got into um, published work. I mean, I've been writing books, writing stories since I was a kid, as, as most writers will tell you, but never thought it was anything good enough or, or this career. I didn't even know it was a career. Honestly, you could be an author for as a job. Uh, but I started writing, uh, I started with essays and opinion pieces and newspapers and magazines. And then I, I drifted over to um, adult, um, both literature of fiction and nonfiction. And then yet yeah, the Yasmin series my, was my first children's book. And um, the reason really was that I had become a mom and I had uh, little kids and my, um, my second one, my daughter, when she was just starting to read and she was at the early reader level, she was um, kind of not really as good, uh, as big a reader as I wanted her to be. And I would be um, uh, kind of bringing her books from the, the, the public library and asking her, you know, read this, read this, look how pretty this is. And she would just keep rejecting all of them. And it was very frustrating and worrying for me. So I, I, um, I asked her uh, several times what the problem was. And she finally was able to explain in this little child kind of way that I don't like these books. None of the people in these books are like me. I don't want to read about them. And that was kind of like a very big light bulb moment for me. That was something that I had never um, thought about before. I have an older child who couldn't care less what he was reading as far as he was reading. And then this girl comes along and is very specific on the kind of person she wants to read about and is not interested in reading anything else. So I thought I did some research and I realized she was right. There were no, uh, especially at the early reader level at that time, there were no brown kids, um, main characters, immigrant um, or first generation kids, Muslim kids. So those were her identities. And she's always been very sensitive. She's in middle school now. So she um, knew what her identity was for better or for worse. And she wanted someone like that. She's very firm about what she wants as a person. So I thought I would just, you know, I was like, well, I mean, I'm a writer. How hard can this be? I write for grownups. How hard can it be to write a book for kids? And so I write, wrote about a girl that was just like my little girl, a family that was just like my family. And um, I was basically doing it for her. Um, and then when it was written, that was Yasmin the Explorer. That was the first Yasmin book, which is in the Meet Yasmin series. I mean, the Meet Yasmin collection. And uh, I decided, you know what, let me see if anyone else would be interested. And then I decided to send it off to a few publishers. Uh, and the rest is, <laughs> is history, as they say. Oh, that's that's wonderful, and yeah, it, it really is exciting how many uh, how much more diverse that's uh, the early reader uh, level is becoming. So that's great. It, it makes my heart really happy to see that, and I'm I'm kind of I feel like uh, the Yasmin series did its job in that way, where it was the first one 
Um, and it, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, it came out in August of 2018, the first books. And um, already we see so many now that are kind of following in its footsteps. Um, so I guess, you know, once you can prove that one book, even if it may be for about a group that's a smaller subset of the larger population, um, if it's popular, if kids are reading it and loving it, um, other people will write it and publishers will publish it. So um, Yasmin the Builder reminds me of the STEAM and makerspace challenges that are currently very popular in schools and libraries. How did you prepare for writing Yasmin's stories? It's all over the place as far as what I write about. Um, we do four Yasmin books every year and it's up to 16 now in 2021. Um, I'm still writing more. So it's it's kind of hard to really have one way of doing it. We just, um, my editor and I, the editor at the publishing house, Capstone, we kind of brainstorm ideas. A lot of ideas come from kids themselves. So when I do school visits and library visits, which I do a lot of, um, kids will always tell me what they want to see Yasmin doing. And sometimes that goes into a new story. Um, I don't remember exactly what the builder, um, what the inspiration behind it was, but a lot of times I was, I would see my own kids, actually when they were younger, um, I would watch them doing something or not being able to do something um, and get an idea from that. So it's, it's about, you know, having also a balance. Uh, if there are four stories, not have them all with the same focus, have something with art and something with home and something at the neighborhood. So it's always interesting to come up with um, with the new ones. As you were mentioning, there's not a lot of stories for um, first generation or for immigrant children. And how does Yasmin's childhood kind of differ from your own childhood experiences? Well, first and foremost, I'm an immigrant. I was born in Pakistan and I grew up there. So I only came to the US as an adult um, in my early 20s. So right there, that's the biggest difference that I did not grow up in this country, even though the Yasmin books never say which country um, they're actually set in. It's pretty obvious it is a US setting, even though it, you know you could guess which city it would be and it can be anywhere in the US. Um, but so that was the biggest difference for me for all of my books that I write, not just the Yasmin series, that I'm uh, I don't have that experience of growing up as a child in this country. So a lot of times I have to ask my kids about things. Uh, the good thing is it's also a generational gap. So, you know, I think anyone my age um, is kind of always mystified by the way kids are these days, which seems to be very different uh, thanks to technology. So that was a big difference. Um, but other than that, you know, and, and I, it was, it, the Yasmin books are more about my children's experiences and the experiences of all first generation kids growing up here, which to me means kids whose parents were born somewhere else and they're the first generation in the family um, who was born here and living here. And um, so I've tried to make it universal in a lot of ways, even though it's very, um, very specific in the Muslim culture and the Pakistani culture. Um, but I have so many readers who are from totally different backgrounds and different um, uh, places uh, originally with, who identify because it doesn't matter whether you sp speak Urdu or Spanish or Korean or anything else, the, the experience of speaking two languages, one at home and one in a school is a universal um, you know, experience which comes with a lot of challenges. Um, 
you know, or having a mom who dresses differently or having grandparents uh, living close to you. All those are experiences that uh, everybody who is of that um, background kind of faces. How do you hope Yasmin will inspire our readers in Connecticut? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. I mean, Connecticut in particular, I, do, I don't want to say would be any different in terms of, you know, any child living anywhere. Um, I have readers who live all over the world. So the hope is the same. Uh, Yasmin offers a lot of tools uh, to a child who is at that age level, whether they live in Connecticut or anywhere else. And those tools are um, creativity and imagination. So every problem that she has, uh, every book is a problem, a new, a new thing she has, she does. Um, you know, that she wants, she wants or often doesn't want to try and um, using her creative creativity, her imagination, not giving up. Those are things that um, she kind of teaches all her readers, um, all the kids that that pick uh, this book, uh, this series up. Um, so I hope that that's what um all the kids in Connecticut also are inspired by that um, don't give up when you have a problem, which is, you know, it's my problem too. It's not just kids, it's adults as well who often are hesitant when there's something new that they have to approach or they don't wanna do something or they dislike something, um, but don't give up as Yasmin never gives up. And often the solution she comes up with is different from what everyone else would be thinking of. The, the good, uh, a good example is in Yasmin the Builder where everyone's doing the same thing in building the city and she does something different, but it's still super creative and is it fits with the rest of the project. So um, that's, that's how uh, I hope that all my readers take away from her is that sense of adventure and imagination and um, being strong no matter what life throws at you. She's a wonderful role model. <laughs> she is, she's only seven. So, yes. you know, um, I feel like, uh, and a lot of times kids ask me, is she gonna grow older in the books? Are you gonna make her, uh, you know, in the future books, have her older? And I don't really think so. I think that this is the right age for her. Se second grade and first grade usually are, really important times in a child's life because they're learning so much about the world. They suddenly realize they're not just an extension of their mom or their parents or their caregiver. They have their own life. They're learning so many new things. It's like this bombardment of newness all around you when you're at that age. And so Yasmin is there to kind of hold your hand or, you know, maybe not hold your hand, but stand there with a sassy attitude with her hand <laughs> on her hip and say, you can do this, it's okay. Oh, don't, you know, don't give up, um, use your imagination. So yeah, in that way, I guess she's a friend more than a role model, I wanna say. She is. Mm -hmm. And I think just how not everything comes so easily to her, you know, and it's, you know, kind of, she has to work to get to where she wants to go and there's mm -hmm. some frustration. So I think she's very relatable. Well, I wanted to do that. I was sick and tired of, of um, heroines and books and movies on knowing something 
immediately and just being perfect at it. I mean, that's yeah. not how I am. That's not how, um, especially my daughter, who the book and the series is model after. She definitely is not like that. And most people, most kids are not like that. So I wanted also kids um, who read my books to understand that it's okay to be scared of something new. It's okay to not want to do something that everyone else is doing. And it's also okay to not be good at something, you know. Um, you see, yes, me not being good at say where, uh, painting or um, something else that she's trying, but it doesn't really matter. You can't be perfect at everything. Um, just, just try it, and you might like it. Even if you're not good at it, it might be fun, and you might realize that you actually are good at it. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely think in that way, it's it's so relatable because. Every kid is scared to try something new, you know, and mm -hmm. so hopefully, hopefully this will inspire them. Uh, I know that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every kid, every adult too, I'm like that. I'm, I'm the kind of person who would rather not try new things. So when I write the Yasmin series, it's inspirational for me too. You know, when I write a new book, I'm like, yeah, she can do it. I can do it too. I'm not, you know, I, I have her as this reminder for myself as well. So I'd love to know, switching gears a little bit, what kinds of books um, you're reading right now or what are your kids reading right now? Wow, I, <laughs> my kids are now, I have a teenager and a middle schooler, so they don't uh, bother to always tell me what they're reading. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a different life than I had when they were little when I knew exactly what was going on and to present books to them, here, read this. Um, my, both my kids are more into like fantasy kind of, um, which I think all kids are. I don't know why. I'm not a big fantasy fan at all. So um, they read more, you know, my daughter's uh, been reading Harry Potter recently. Um, my son is older and more things like the Unwanted series and things like that with a lot of magic and, and, and um, fighting. Um, I like to read, I, I read for fun, but a lot of my reading is also work-related in that when I'm writing a lot of different kinds of books, I tend to read those kind of books. So I, I write, read a lot of middle grade novels because I write middle grade novels as well. And it's really all across the board. I like realistic fiction, which, you know, a lot of my readers don't understand. They all want me to write about unicorns or dragons, but I don't think that's going to happen, you guys. Um... I'm, I'm a person who really enjoys realistic fiction because realistic fiction can be so interesting too. You know, we often think it's boring, but it's really not. You can make it interesting. Um, those are the kind of books I like to read. Yeah, I think people like fantasy because they want to be able to escape their real life, but a good realistic fiction can make you more appreciative of your real life and find those adventures you know, that you could actually participate in. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I can't go find a unicorn, but I could <laughs> do some, some of the things that, you know, that Yasmina is doing in her stories. Well, uh, you're right. And also that kind of reminds us as readers to, to read outside of our little world. You know, that's why it's important to try to find books that are maybe set in other countries, set in other cultures, um, set uh, around people who may not be exactly like us, but it's still the real world. Um, you know, read a book that's set in, th that might be just like a Yasmin book, but set somewhere else. So you get the adventure and the sense of something new and a lot of imagination without leaving your world. So you just have to try a little bit harder. That's what I want all my readers to do to get out of their comfort zone and don't only read what you are um, have been given 
how to explore and also don't only read what you've always been reading. Maybe just kind of reach out into the unknown a little bit. Come ask your librarians, we'll help you. <laughs> oh my gosh, librarians are awesome. I don't know if you know, but this year, um, a new Yasmin book that came out was Yasmin the Librarian. And uh, oh. I just <laughs> have been so, um, librarians all over the country and the world, honestly, have been so supportive of this series. And I really do want to credit them for all their hard work because that's what you all, that's what you do. You you know who to give a certain book to. You know that kid who comes into your library or your classroom who's perfect for this book, but also know that it's not always one kind of kid who needs that book. You know, it's, it's all the kids who need to learn or read about someone who's different from them as well. So thank you to all the librarians. Well, thank you for writing such awesome books. It makes it easy to recommend them. <laughs> Well, that's my I love writing and you know I have a lot more books coming out in a lot of different age categories so looking forward to this journey in children's literature. Great yes and and we, we'd love to hear so you mentioned you do um, have some more Yasmin books coming out uh, what can readers expect about are you um, do you see the Yasmin series continuing on in the future? Or do you have any other new projects you would like to share? I have a lot of new projects. I'm always writing. I'm one of those writers that have like five or six books come out every year, which is always fun, but a lot of hard work. Uh, this year in January, the, the newest Yasmin books came out. Um, that was Yasmin the Scientist, Yasmin the Recycler, um uh the librarian and the singer so a, a lot of different of and singer was something that a lot of kids had suggested to me they wanted to see a dancer or a singer so i was like okay it's time um and i'm i'm just getting started to write new yasmin books i can't for next year i can't share them yet because they're not done yet and sometimes the titles change and sometimes i write something and i rewrite so uh, until it's final um i can't share but um, we decide every year whether they're going to be more or not. So I don't know yet if it's going to be continuing more longer term than next year, but I'm hoping as long as you all keep reading them and um, sharing them with others and hopefully buying them as well, then my publisher knows that they're wanted and, and um, they'll ask me to continue writing. Uh, but I also write middle grade novels. I have um, two middle grade novels out already, A Thousand Questions and A Place at the Table that I co-wrote with my friend, Laura Chauvin. Um, and I have a new one that's really um, special in some ways coming out in September called Yusuf Azim is Not a Hero, is this one. And this is a 9-11 book. So it's really special because you know, the 20th anniversary of 9-11 is coming up. And we don't have a lot of middle grade books in this category anyway, but we certainly don't have any that are completely from the Muslim American experience. So this is kind of a dual timeline, which goes back and forth 20 years. So you see how it was like for people uh, who look like me and who are like me 20 years ago and now. Um, I also have other more fun books. I have a graphic novel coming out in a couple of years. I have a couple of picture books coming out. Um, a, a new series about pets coming out. So lots of stuff to keep me busy and to keep you all busy reading. <laughs> well, so thank exciting. you. Yeah, thank you so much for continuing to write and um, sharing your stories with the world. And thank you also for taking the time to meet with us today and 
answer all of our questions. And I know that the children of Connecticut are going to be so excited to hear your answers and read your books. It's my pleasure. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for all my readers, right? There's no point in being an author if you don't have readers. So thank you to all the readers who support me and who read my books and who ask for more. And I'm always happy to to school visit. It's all virtual now uh, these days. So happy to meet my readers in person. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, it's it's I'm, I'm very grateful for everyone's support. The final book that we're going to share with you today is We Are Water Protectors by Carol Lindstrom, illustrated by Michaela Godey and published by Roaring Brook Press. What are some things you use water for? We drink water and it refreshes us, especially on hot days. We use water to clean our hands and bodies. We use water to grow plants we use as food. Water is all around us, and without it, we wouldn't be able to survive. In We Are Water Protectors, a young Ojibwe girl hears from her grandmother about the importance of water in the community. It is their job to protect the water, and threats are growing. The story says, My people talk of a black snake that will destroy the land, spoil the water, poison plants and animals, wreck everything in its path. The story goes on to share how the girl and others are standing up to the black snake and protecting the water necessary for the plants, animals, and people who live on this earth. On top of having such an inspiring message, this story is filled with absolutely breathtaking watercolor illustrations that make it perfect for reading over and over again. There is an especially beautiful image of the young girl arm raised with determination, her hair spilling out behind her and turning into a river filled with water plants and fishes. The illustrations won this book the 2021 Caldecott Medal. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Nutmeg Book Drops Elementary Edition. All of these Nutmeg books are available at your local library so stop by and check them out today. Join us again next time for a discussion of three more Nutmeg books. Find our full publishing schedule on our website, bit.ly slash librariansconnect. You're also welcome to email us with any questions or comments about these titles at librariansconnect at gmail.com. Happy reading.